Good morning. Pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. <clears throat> Daily check-in. Same old, same old. My heel's a little sore. I think I have filed and creamed them too much. So I am not paying the price for it. <clears throat> but uh, considering the day yesterday, uh, leaving Porto to arrive to Povoa de Warzim, what a weird name. <clears throat> uh, good, feeling very good. Yesterday evening, I had a very uh, candid conversation with a young woman from the Czech Republic. I'm not making that mistake anymore. I'm not saying Czechoslovakia, because it was a separation. <laughs> I think about 30 years ago, I think she was saying, anyway. <clears throat> a very candid relationship about, you know, it's a little bit on the Camino, but it moved to something different. Uh, and actually, even before that, first exchange I had with her was teasing her and teasing her and teasing her. And there are very few people toward whom I have that propensity. And she was one of them, which was very interesting. So I was like, I must have known you in a previous life. You, you may have been a sister of mine. Anywho. Reminds me of Mary, one of Glenda's friends, that I just couldn't help. I had to keep messing with her. Anyway, interesting. Anywho, but again, she took it in stride, like Mary would, like pretty much, I think, all of those people to whom I would do that. They just, I'm not sure if they got it is the right one, but it was like no big deal. It was not an issue. They didn't take it personally or, or misread it like I was making fun of them. It was one way to connect and interact with them. <clears throat> Anywho, this young woman was uh, definitely part of that medley. And uh, then the conversation, you know, away from the Camino, uh, turned to relationship, uh, sex, uh, you kind of name it, you know, and uh, it was very enjoyable. I mean, she's, uh, what, 23 years younger, you know, 23 years my uh, oh, my junior. No, is that it? She's 23 years. But, you know, it doesn't matter. But it was enjoyable. It was... Uh, oh. There was no traffic when I started. And of course now I'm uh, moving on this road instead of the board, well, boardwalk. Not really a boardwalk, but yeah, I guess, you know. But anywho, it was enjoyable <coughs> for me, you know, at least of course, being a woman, it was uh, a little uh, sexually, sexually charged being a woman and, you know, nice, 
in a uh, Czech Republic kind of way. <laughs> she can make sense of that. And, uh, but nice, like straight, like, uh, you know, not, uh, not bullshitting. I mean, not, not trying anything, just, uh, yeah, just a nice candid conversation, you know, about, um, <clears throat> things sometimes that confuses me about the opposite sex. And, uh, I'm back now I'm on a boardwalk per se. And, uh, Kind of at the end of it, the you know the, the synthesis of it, the the essence of it was that I am in that interesting dilemma, which is on one hand I still value and I still have an itch to explore the potential possibility of a meaningful. Uh, reciprocal, uh, synchronous, uh, added and actually I'm messing it up, but the, the possibility of connecting with a woman and then to have a meaningful, intimate relationship, somebody with whom there is that synchronicity, meaning or reciprocity, where almost like an element of inevitability Almost like the choice, I guess, yeah, almost like the choice has been taken away. I think I've talked about that before, but it bears going back to it because I think it's important for me, at least. And part of the podcast is uh, me enjoying myself, hearing myself. <laughs> you know, kind of a weird, a little bit of it. I think I have to admit, I enjoy it. <clears throat> I mean, not that I hear my podcast, I don't listen to them, but uh, I'm enjoying Renting and raving. I realize that so so much of that energy spent, you know, in trying to wean over, you know, the hunter, you know, the man, the pursuer, yeah, that just chase like people Pew. Yeah, the female doesn't, but the male does, and the male prevails because he just is resourceful, is resilient, and he has stamina. And whatever role he can put himself in to play, he kind of does because, well, that's kind of weird. Oh, okay. Because the goal is to obtain, yeah? The goal is to win. The goal is to have that prey. And once that's done, since the focus is in the hunt, then he's not aware of or is not mindful of the other set of information about that person, outside of how that person is physically or whatever other attribute might have attracted him to her or her to him. And those things you kind of are blinded from because you're not interested. So as the saying goes, you know, you find what you are looking for. And so that only takes you so far. And, uh, when I think of intimacy, I'm not talking about sex. I am talking about that synergy, that osmosis, that symbiosis between two beings. And I can't help to, <clears throat> to put this two and two together, in this case, a man and a woman. You know, those two 
you could almost say opposites, but at least uh, different creatures. And somehow there's a click between those two creatures. And I think I want to relate that to my life. For example, when I started the Camino again this time, it's, I didn't want to. It was, I was not psyched about it, but that was the only thing. That was the only thing I had. And then therefore, and it was a no-brainer for somebody like me, who is, you could almost say, doomed to, shall we say, act. Do something, the idea of uh, not moving, not doing, being in front of a screen or whatever, for extended period of time, is the thought of it is unbearable to me. So it's not a choice either. You know, it's not about good and bad. It's like, well, because I'm a better guy, and uh, therefore, uh, and those things are good in and of themselves because they are not. Sport is actually rather dangerous. People have a lot of injuries. It is, it is a risky behavior. It is a risky activity, uh, you know, compared to just taking a walk and then doing other things and spending some of the time reading or whatever instead of uh, biking, dangerous, running, dangerous, you know, group sports, dangerous, and then you name it. Well, I mean, swimming too. <laughs> well, the fact that you could die in the water of drowning. Outside of that, actually, I think it's a pretty safe, pretty good, pretty healthy sport. Uh, unless you're a crazy athlete, to injure yourself, I would think, is almost impossible. Bon dia. Bon dia. And uh, <clears throat> so, to relate all of that, no, I did not digress. Maybe I did a little bit. But to relate all of that to women. To that idea. So on one hand, there is a part of me who's still interested, who's still curious, and on another, there is this realization that all of my life, I have kind of forced, I have kind of, you know, like Glenda, I quoted her. Uh, well, there was one Eva, a Greek, a Greek gal in uh, in London. She actually fucking went after me, uh, and that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I do like I do like that strength in women, or that confidence, or like with Pilar, you know that kind of intensity, and I love it. I love that in uh, actually I would say in any human being, but in a woman, I find that fucking sexy. But you know those love the the, the hmm, I guess maybe the the women that were in love with me, which again here's my conundrum. Either I'm in love with somebody who is not with me, or somebody is in love with me and I am not with them. Which part of that conversation last night bring me to that? Is it even possible? Or is it just a fairy tale? The idea, the possibility of, of that synchronicity. I'm not sure it even matters, but it is an interesting thought for me to contemplate because then the whole wildness, the whole romantic culture comes into the foreground and being like, isn't that a little bit kind of bullshit? 
uh, those ideas inculcated in us, <clears throat> unbeknownst to us, kind of like with religion when you're a child, that all those beliefs and ideas that you put into a, into the head of a, that little innocent creature which has no choice but to soak them in. Because as a child, you're a sponge. You just completely open and you take everything that comes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Anywho. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it is. I'm not even sure that it's possibly a, even a healthy base for a long-lasting and meaningful relationship. Which then again bring me to what makes a relationship healthy? Does it even matter? Or I don't know. I, I realize all those things keeps opening can of worms, and they don't help. They, they don't help me because all they do is bring more questions. But the point is, yes, there is a point to all that ranting. Is that? A part of me is also looking at the idea of letting go of all of that. Letting go of that idea or dream or which is something for me that's been for a long, long time. And then I think possibly, uh, um with my mother. <clears throat> you know, uh, not able. Oh, yeah, not, not able, not successful in... Finding out, finding out the recipe for maintaining uh, the love from my mother, being completely unsuccessful, and eventually coming to realize in my adult years that I was wasting my time because you know my mother is my mother, and she was only able to to do what she was able to do, and uh, nothing wrong with her, but she was never going to deliver those things or understand or, or appreciate kind of what it was like for me in my infancy, my childhood, my infancy. Well, I'm sure my infancy too, but that, that I have no awareness of, but my childhood. So I think a lot of it when it comes to women, and I'm reminded again of Pilar. Pilar. Oh my goodness, I keep going to English for a name, Pilar, uh, on the beach. That fateful Friday evening where I felt the worst in my life. When I saw her heading toward her son and, uh, you know, like, oh, when I saw those, those, uh, just, uh, those, my goodness, just, how would you say, just, uh, things that she would do as, as a loving mother, also as respectful of his space and, and his nature and, and his identity, um, and being like, oh wow, that, that's beautiful, you know. Oh, that, that's you know, that's kind of like one of those mothering love, you know. Another thing that I do love about Pilar, Pilar, which is you know, she has an element of her so nurturing, so almost innocent. And in other part, she has a lot of things, and I just love that blend of of characteristic, you know. Very individual. She likes her own space. Very caring, wanting intimacy, and then. Uh, and very clear in terms of what the needs are and doesn't let herself be swayed so much by others, which is not that characteristic in women in general. Many 
are so very mindful of others. And I do believe, have the belief that if that's taken care of, or that it needs to be taken care of in order for them to feel good. Kind of like the, the shepherd's dog who can't lay down, or if you have all the people coming into the room, the dog will not lay down until everybody is in that room and everything is like, ah, now I can't rest. Kind of that codependence. And so, the idea of somebody giving me attention or love or whatever, and, and you know, I'm talking about women here, and me feeling so grateful or, or, or changing who I am in a way, because, oh, wow, almost kind of saying I, I don't deserve that. How lucky, how lucky that somebody pay attention to me. And then coming into this place, where no, no, because it's something uh, rather normal. It is not. Uh, yeah, it is not something to be grateful. If you do find somebody, and there is something going on, it will naturally lead. You know, you don't need to do something special. You don't need to force yourself. You don't need to to play that. And therefore, blind yourself to other things. Which brings me to this other point. I hope if in the future I end up you know, meeting somebody else toward whom I feel something, that the biology, my lust, my uh, the heat in the body, will not be stronger or more influential than the need to find out or to give space to the other person to communicate or to convey to me where she is at. You know, it's like, yeah, Anthony, I'm interested in you. I like you. I feel something. Instead of, oh, I like what you do and then what you say. And therefore, you know, so basically, I'm a salesman in this case. And then to be able to, uh, to take the time to get to know the person instead of letting, yes, letting is a conscious choice there, the instinct, you know, this animalistic, that base part of who I am dictate. Because I find out it alters some of it. And it's tricky because it is so strong. It is so strong in me, the... Bonjour. <coughs> it is so strong in me, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but that's, that would be my hope. And then on the other hand, uh, the idea of... Letting it go, letting the little bark, uh, little boat, hola, hola, bon camino, uh, drift away, and then just move, the, move on, and then you know, uh, possibly, uh, I made me think of Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse, uh, which was a book I strongly identified myself with, but anywho, um. Or to just 
you know, honor, and then to own. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was, I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming close to recycling, and uh, I had already recycled some stuff. Yeah, Kerry, it's, I don't see the recycling bin in the albergue. I take with me the recycling, and however far I have to go to find bins. But in Portugal and in Spain, Spain more so, way more. You have uh, you have a lot of those places to do. But anywho, so like I was saying about Steppenwolf, um, to just honor that that not fitting and and uh, stop trying. Stop trying, you know. Like uh, same thing with my that kind of craving for a community. The idea of mongia, uh, uh, um, of belonging, or the idea that there's something that's missing, and that's that's another point. I'm sorry, it's going to be all over the place today, but it's not really so much a digression as a reinforcement through those little deviation to uh, or detour to reinforce a point, to move away from a place of need to a place of want. Because for the longest time, I need, I need, I need. I need a community, I need to belong, which of course I belong. I don't need to. I belong in the way that I do. But to move away from that story, and then, uh, you know, I need love, I need a woman. Without that, I am not as whole. And that's not true either. But I, I want, so I'm still, I'm still interested, I'm still curious for it. But not, in both cases, community and love, not at the expense of my uh, authenticity. <clears throat> and there lies the, the conundrum. Yeah, there lies the crux of the thing. Who I am, the exploration of my, uh, of the understanding of the experience of who Anthony is, with its curiosity, its hunger, its sense of adventure, and the, the, the funny way in which I live my life. So to balance that along with reaching out to others and where the line is drawn and how that dance plays itself out. You know, where is it too much? Or, you know, where to push oneself to maybe bear some of that more, whatever it is, like, ha, huh? give and take, you know. Uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, to change the thing that I can, and to know the difference. Uh, the serenity prayer from A, and I do love it because it's exactly, for me, that's it. That's the crux of the matter. It's like when to stand, when to sit. And then where do you come from when you do that? And that's actually even more so the crux. It's to be in a place, or in that place of flow where you almost don't need to think about it. You just, uh, you trust whatever it is that, that initial feeling that you have when you have an interaction with somebody or whatever it is, or an interaction outside of yourself, you trust that, not because it's right and wrong, but by trusting it, 
and by letting it unfold, you not only get to appreciate who you are at that point in time, but you're also like a scientist. You, you get to see what the ramifications are. And then time after time, when these things keep happening, then it becomes clear in terms of, yeah, that's something that's pretty good. It's something that served me, you know, or it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that. And, uh, and I think from that place, the awareness can be increased. And from that increase of awareness, a change happened. Not because we know how to change it, but because I think it's rather natural. That like the body, you know, wants to heal itself if you give it the proper fuel. If you don't fuck with your body, it will naturally perform on the highest level. But if you give him junk, he will do the best that he can for as long as he can. But eventually, you know, you got to play the piper. And then that's uh, only to a certain point. So that's where, for me, the authenticity comes in or the honesty in a moment, even though at time it might be a little unpalatable, yeah? It might, it might be quite bitter of a pill to swallow. But then by, by doing that, you get to appreciate that which you are at the moment and whether or not you like that. So, that's kind of, uh, <laughs> those are kind of my thought this morning. So, it was a very nice conversation with, I don't even know her name, and actually I liked it. We were talking and I was like, hey, I never even asked your name, but I'm like, you know what? I don't, we don't need to. I don't want to know your name because it doesn't matter. So, you know, again, another thing from the Camino, the, the, the quality of the exchanges. I mean, here I am talking with this woman, 23 years my junior, uh, and then talking straight about fucking, about relationship, about whatever comes up. And then <clears throat> that working very nicely. And before she actually came in a room, I was talking to, actually, I don't even know his name either, to this 66-year-old uh, Spanish guy from Valencia. And, uh, and then the conversation revolved around the Camino there, but it was nice. Uh, it was actually an enjoyable one. And, uh, and I do, and I do enjoy those, I do enjoy connecting, I do enjoy socializing, even though with him he was rather superficial, you could say, you know, which to me doesn't feel as nurturing. But I guess, I don't know, there are different of nuances in this case, I'm not sure. Because, anyway, I don't know, but it was enjoyable in its own way. So, I am never so much social than on the Camino. And I guess that's totally important, really. I was rather clamped shut before. And then when I met Marcel, the guy from the Netherlands, I kind of opened up and then I kind of, shit, I couldn't talk to everybody. And he's curious about everybody, cheers everybody, you know, the, anyway. Anywho. But no, I have not uh, lost sight of uh, the theme of the day, you know, about this idea of relationship or letting go of that idea, actually. And uh, maybe, you know, there might, there may be a few more affairs in the forecast. 
or you know something to do with the, the distance and uh, or because I still am I still still like the idea of fucking so again if you have the chemistry if there is something with a person the idea of unite yourself with that person in that way and uh, have a playful element to the sex and can be really enjoyable and then also being with somebody like being with a female which to me has a completely different quality than being with a man so having that kind of like sexual element that sexual tension that that's it adds to the experience i find that very enjoyable and nourishing so even though you know with a young woman from uh, Czech Republic, Oops. Uh, a part of me wanted to fuck her because it was a woman and it was a nice conversation. So it was like a natural next step, which is like, therefore, fucking would make that even better. But there was no, you know, nothing more. It was just part of my thousand monkeys. There was just a thought that just hurt her. And it's, it's almost inevitable, I think. Anywho, so that's my, uh, that's kind of what was with me last night and then this morning and almost compelled me to do this recording, to put it on there, because I do it differently than if I just ruminate inside my head, recording it, even though in a way I don't give a damn who's listening or what anybody might be thinking about it, which is really part of the podcast, to express myself with less filter, yeah, with less political correctness. And, uh, but on the other hand, there is a change in mindfulness when I am doing it because I am expressing myself to the world and it does affect me and that's taken into account and I enjoy it. And sometimes too, it might bring something up, just a simple fact of recording it and bring some awareness, accidental, shall we call it, awareness to who I am or what something might have meant that, that had happened in the past. So all in all, uh, a very interesting experience and something that I enjoy. So my friend, I wish you, I wish you a beautiful day, love, and I uh, hope that... Uh, some of my rambling might have been of some use. Buen camino. Ooh.